Welcome back to uh, the DCEV channel. Um, I'm Paul Clifford. You had Adrian on uh, on the last episode and we're continuing with Dave Humphreys. Um, I'm going to talk about future uh, EVs. What's coming down the line? What's the trends? What's going to happen? So welcome back, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me. So yeah, there's a lot happening. <laughs> Where do we start? I mean, there's, well, everything is... There's so much happening now with, with Well, for me, models. the Model T started it all off yeah. in, in the 1900s. Now we're completely seeing a complete different revolution um, in terms of the motor industry. So, you know, we're on this EV sort of plane and a lot of the big manufacturers now are, you know, moving their whole strategy to yeah. electric. If you look at Porsche, um, they went public yeah. and they're using that money to, to go hell for leather aggressively into sort of the electric yeah yeah i mean they're they're making a really big push they're, they've had really great success so far with the, you know with the taycan and that's going to continue now you know and they're porsche and audi are really they're the spearhead at the at the kind of premium end of the volkswagen groups ev push um and you're going to see that i mean you know they're going to have now the electric mccann coming there's going to be other models that there's we're not going to quite have an electric 911 yet but mm. the, but it's only really yeah, holding that back. it's only really a matter of time before that will start mm. to happen as well but yeah i mean Taycan has been a i'm sure you guys have seen it as well with the, the interest yeah. levels it's just through the roof on Absolutely, that car yeah. um and the, the mccann as well will be even bigger yeah. i think it's going to be an even bigger car for them i, I just the one thing is i just wonder how, how they're going to be able to make enough of them to tell us yeah where no demand. i mean we were speaking to uh, one of our Porsche contacts and they were saying that the order level, the amount of interest, how they're going to sort of, you know, be able to sort of complete that is going yeah. to be very, yeah. going to be a big challenge. It's going to be, it's going to be, and that's the biggest thing that every manufacturer is really facing at the moment is how they can manufacture enough. I mean, primarily enough batteries, but how they can, how they can make enough cars mm. to satisfy that demand. And I think that's, that's clear when 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 we hear from from our readers that they don't necessarily they're not willing to wait for some cars you know that they're being told like the BMW i4 in Germany has an 18 month waiting list mm. people won't wait mm. 18 months for a car they'll just okay I'll go and get the next thing I think that's the one thing with electric cars that people now go okay if I can't get that one I'll get something else because for not not for everyone but for some people an electric car is an electric car is an electric car. Yeah, but the interesting thing is we ordered a couple of Lucids 2019, 20, mm. and there's still nothing on the right-hand drive um, build. So I think they're gonna be left behind. Like it was, yeah, yeah. you know, everybody was, you know, it was ex-Tesla, Peter Rawlington, and he was really pushing this luxury customer service. But I think by the time that actually hits the market, yeah. Yeah. you know they're going to be behind so it's and interesting this is it people people won't wait mm. you know and people will, will want to have they want to have the newest latest greatest mm. whatever it is and i think that's the difficulty in, in how you can manage those expectations and you know people yeah, people won't wait for everything but the good news is that there is so many other new models coming on mm. stream and new brands as well i mean mm. you know polestar is now really starting to ramp up they're now Kind of property established in Ireland, and they've got obviously the, you know the two has been their big model, but they're going to have the Polestar three, which is you know is going to be a big SUV that will probably be a massive hit for them as well. 
and everything else up up to Polestar Six has been outlined already. So you know you're going to have a Polestar Four will be a smaller SUV. The Five will probably be the most significant model for them because that's going to be the first Polestar built on their exclusive architecture. At the moment, they share they share the same electric platform with Volvo. Okay. But the Polestar Five will be the first purely Polestar car. Then you're going to have the Six, which is this really cool cabriolet that's oh, going yeah. to come out as well. And after, you know, that's that's up for the next couple of years. And so they're going to have a new model every single year. And I think that's the other thing with electric cars is that there's a, a different cadence than the traditional model cycle that we're used to seeing that was, you know, uh, you get a new model and then in three or four years time, you get a facelift and then all that's changing now. And, and that's the one thing when, when I talk to the manufacturers that they're even, some of them are, are struggling to keep up with this kind of rate of change that you don't have a new uh, new model every sort of three or four years it's like now it's every year we need to have a 2023 model update and a 2024 model update that's not necessarily uh purely design led but it's you know bigger over-the-air updates in terms of software so you know, Skoda did an update recently for their Enyaqs, which increased the charging speed up to 130 kilowatts. And so the fact that you can get all these updates to your car now, and you know, and this was a big thing that Tesla has has really been probably at the forefront of is that you suddenly get new fi- new features or new functions to your car. Well, that's what that just them, comes in over the air. That kept them quite fresh yeah. in terms of yeah. your the user interface changed. Yes, new features, yeah. gaming. You know Disney Channel, you know Netflix and Switcher, yeah. Twitcher, I should say. And, and maybe because Tesla are slightly renegade in some other ways, but that's the one thing that has caught out the traditional OEMs, the traditional car manufacturers, like your, your Volkswagens, your Fords, that they don't move at that pace. Whereas the newer companies that you'll see do, because they don't have this legacy of, well, this is how we've always we've always done it this way. That like, doesn't matter. It's like, like Volkswagen used to do golf every five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And that model worked. That model sort of that approach to new models worked very well. But everything now is changing, and it's changing really, really quickly. And I think that's where you're seeing manufacturers getting left behind. And and the software is has been has really what has hamstrung Volkswagen in particular when when they rolled out with the ID models, especially with the ID three. The software was just nowhere near what they had kind of maybe hinted and suggested it would be, and it just gave people a really kind of negative user experience. And you know, did Volkswagen take their the software and you know development in house? Yeah, so so now they have within the group, and this is one of the things that they're really struggling with at the moment is that they have an internal division called Cariad, which is stands for Car I M Digital, and Cariad is. A company within the group that is developing all its software. It's also developing its autonomous driving technology, and they're not delivering. And this is a major. It's been a major issue coming back to Porsche, for example. So the Macan electric was meant to have level three driving, which is really the first big proper step of, if you want to call it self-driving. Um, much more than what you have with a Tesla, because a Tesla is not a self-driving car. It's just adaptive cruise control with the boundaries set way out. Yeah. But they wanted to have this. 
and they haven't been able to deliver it. This has led to delays of the car, and now they're going to have to release the car without this stuff, which is not great. And it's one of those things that was a bit of a hangover with the IPO and a bit of a question mark with Porsche during the IPO was that, well, we're not quite there, and is it actually the best time mm -hmm. to be doing an IPO given the whole global economics you know, situation exactly, exactly, at the moment, yeah. you know, but they, but they had to do this. And do you think Herbert Dees was, what was one of the reasons why he sort of was... That, yeah, I mean, yeah, Dees was... Uh, these didn't really win many friends in Volkswagen. Uh, the, the group is, you know, it's part family owned, it's part run by the unions. Mm. And there's only so many ways you can go to a company and this, you know, the Zuckerberg approach of move fast and break things. It, these are big ships, hundreds of thousands of employees. It's very hard to turn them quickly. And, long history yeah and there are certain things and, and the carry out thing that the software issue and all that kind of stuff was absolutely went against these and you know i think maybe the fact that he was such a fanboy of elon musk didn't yeah. really help either that he you know he was openly going back kind of poo-pooing his own product saying this is nowhere near as good as what tesla's doing it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't no. go down well with certain people there you know so i think that was a, a major issue but yeah you know and don't get me wrong, Tesla have had done some things very, very well. They've massively accelerated electrification and they've made, they've really lit a fire under a lot of other manufacturers. But the thing is that everyone, once these big OEMs start gathering momentum and start doing it, Tesla's going to get over, overtaken very, very quickly. Mm. And they're going to be, they will remain a successful brand, I'm sure. But there's going to be a lot of other competition, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And the difference if you go and drive a, a Model Three or a Model S, and then you drive a Taycan, there, yeah, is, there yeah, is a yeah. difference there. No, I agree, and I think you know the Tesla fan base won't be happy to hear that. But I think you know they have their own sort of. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people as well. There's a lot of mainstream people that have bought Tesla and, and had an average user experience, but I don't necessarily think they're dyed in the wool. Mm tesla fan people you know i think there was something else will come along that would be the next thing so you're privy to stuff mm. coming out in the next sort of 12 to 18 months yeah what, what's sort of catching your attention there's a real mixture of stuff happening uh, you know there's the high-end luxury stuff and all that kind of thing and there's some really interesting things like you know, brands like rivian and stuff in the us and they they will eventually get over to this part of the world but I think where it's more interesting is the likes of brands like MG, which is, you know, people will remember the MG name from when it was a very different company, but now it's, it, you know, being Chinese owned, they have some really good products coming through now. They're not premium, they're not luxury, but they're really affordable. They do kind of what they say on the tin. You've got, you know, the MG, MG ZS, which was their SUV, you know, for what it is, it's, I don't like to use the phrase cheap and cheerful, but that's kind of what it is. The MG5 was pretty good. There's an updated version of that coming now, which is going to be a, a big improvement because their early product offering just looked a bit dated. Um, the MG4 is going to come along. It's kind of a, a Volkswagen Golf size hatchback. I think that will probably, again, will be very successful if they can get enough of them. Um, and then you've got you know the, the other mainstream brands that people will know. I mean, Volkswagen in 2023 will have the ID Aero, which is now going to be like a kind of an estate version that's coming out. 
Um, is that replacing the Arteon, is it? It will kind of yeah. be a replacement for the Arteon and the Passat and okay. that kind of type of a car. Um, Skoda will continue to roll out new models. So, you know, the Enyaq has been a huge success for them. There's a new, smaller version of that, which I've already seen, which um, has a, a name that isn't really going to be maybe the, the full model name, but there's a smaller version of that. It looks even better than the Enyaq. Um, so the, the model that I was shown was effectively kind of 95% what the finished car will look like. Uh, that's, again, as soon as I saw that, I thought that's going to be a winner. That's going to that's gonna be a huge success. So that's coming. They have a smaller SUV coming, kind of a crossover, electric crossover, that's going to be much more affordable. That's coming. You then have what was previewed with the Vision 7S concept. So anyone who goes onto the Complete Car channel, you'll see I have a video of that. And that's this really futuristic SUV. Cool. Effectively, uh, an electric Skoda Kodiak, kind of seven-seat electric SUV that's coming as well so there's a lot of models there cupra um you know the brand that was originally a, a product or kind of a performance division of seat is now really taken over and kind of really is is effectively killed off seat now that's become a brand itself cooper born has been a very good car they've got more versions coming they've they've got um the uh Tabascan coming as well, which is going to be a bigger SUV. They've got still got a lot of plug-in hybrid stuff coming as well. So they're really pushing the electrification, really design-led stuff. And, you know, you've got then a, a lot of other models from Ford. Like Ford are going to have an electric Puma later this year. That's going to come out. That will do really well. Ford have tied in with Volkswagen to use the MEB platform. So you will see more and more Ford models coming based on that MEB. So right. what underpins the ID3, ID4, they're going to use that same platform for some of their electric cars as well. So there's a huge amount of things coming now. The other big, big thing is the Stellantis group and what they're going to do. So Stellantis has come out of really resulted PSA group, which was Peugeot and all those, Fiat and FCA, they've all come together. So you've got this huge group 15 different brands across the world. So you've got Fiat, Alpha, Lancia, Citroen, Peugeot, Opel. You know, in the States then you've got Ram, you've got all the, you know, mm. some of the US ones. They're now making a massive, massive push towards electric. So you've already seen it with some of the cars like the E208, the E2008, Opel uh, Mach-E. They're gonna have, Opel are gonna have a Manta coming now, which is gonna be a, yeah, a flagship. Cool That's gonna look really, really cool. The Renault 4 as well, is that coming? Renault, yeah, Renault, and, uh, Renault as well. So yeah, Renault will have uh, a couple of new models as well. So the Megane E-Tech Electric, which is different to the Megane that's normally sold. That's really one of the most interesting cars they've done in a really long time. I've ha I had one very early 2022. I drove it when it was first, uh, first revealed. It's a bit late coming to market, but that's a car that is really, mainstream. really good. Re yeah, yeah, mainstream, really, really good. It'll come at 40 kilowatt hour, 60 kilowatt hour. And yeah, so so these are the established players. And then, I mean, just we could do a whole other episode show on what's coming from China and all that yeah. kind of stuff as well. You've got Neo, Neo coming over, you've Hanchi, you've BYD. You know, Aura is now going to come over here as well. So we've we've so, had uh, we've had inquiries with Zeker. 
yeah, Zika as well. So Zika is part of uh, of the Gili Group, which owns you know Volvo, Polestar, Lotus. You know, so massive, massive uh, company over in China. And when these models start to come to Europe, it, it's these are not like what Chinese cars were like mm. 10, 15 yeah. years ago. Very, very different. Really forward on digital, you know, because in China, that's the most important thing. And, and I've done a lot of work with, you know, with the Chinese market and seeing what's happening there. You know, the buying age in China of a car is, is a whole generation younger than mm. what we have here. Mm. And you know, they'll, they can release a car They'll show a car, and in one day they'll have thirty, forty thousand orders for it. You know, yeah, and, and that's where people seeing it. They'll just, yeah, I want it, and that's it. And they'll just, so it's a huge, huge market. And and the Chinese, the, the difference with the Chinese manufacturers is that they have the supply, they have, they can make the batteries, mm -hmm. they can do all that because they've they've gotten out ahead of all the European brands. You know, they've seen what's coming. They know it's all going electric, and that's the big thing that that they're gonna have going forward so yeah. and when they start to come here it might be difficult for people to get their heads around or these are brands they've not heard of but you'll yeah, see it, that those it's models the history come out. that's not there and a lot of people yeah. sort of that's embedded but i do think that's that's a i think and i think that's the one big thing that's going to change in the next few years is that yeah. people will you got to remember tesla didn't have a history you know tesla had no history and they've only still only have produced you know a couple of models but it's a household name now yeah. And I think that will continue to change in the coming years. So just away from cars, yeah. Harley Davidson live wire. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Bit of a flop. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, very, very hard for, for uh, Harley. They wanted to go electric. Um, they created the live wire. It didn't go down well with customers because that's not what their customer base is. Mm -hmm. They've now spun it off into a separate company. I heard that. Still yeah. part of it. Um, they have a new second model that's come out. looks a bit more interesting, but I think electric motorcycles in general are still going to struggle. It's a harder sell yeah. than an electric car for a number of reasons. Um, but you know, companies like Zero Motorcycles ha have done a really good job. They like are that, they yeah. are really Zero are the Tesla of motorcycles. Yeah, no, I do like that. Um, yeah, it, I, I think it's it's interesting. I think really the biggest thing with electrification and motorcycles you'll see will not be bigger bikes, but it's going to be electric scooters, mobility. When I say scooters, I don't mean kick scooters. I mean like mopeds and, and that kind of size. And you'll see a big agreement coming now from a lot of the big manufacturers to have battery sharing. So the idea is that you'll have your Honda, your Suzuki will all use the same battery that you can just literally take out of the bike, charge it at home, put it back in. And that's going to be a game changer, not necessarily in Europe, but in Asia, we've already seen this with Gagaro and some of the okay. other companies, Dan. And that's a really interesting thing that maybe I'll come back and talk to you another time about, but it's, uh, it's fascinating to see just with a mindset shift, how you can suddenly then have mass adoption of electrification in other modes of transport. Great. Well, listen, Dave, yep. we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming in today. Yep, no problem. Um, as always, you know, this channel is for you. We really encourage feedback. Any questions you may have, you know, we'd love to hear them. And any, any sort of content you'd like to see or who we'd like to speak to, by all means, um, let us know. So for today, until the next time, 